Welcome to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio. This podcast delivers insights on medical device packaging from regulatory affairs, process management, as well as discussions on the latest in sterile device packaging technologies. Each episode, our host, Charlie Webb, speaks with global experts to bring the most relevant information to our esteemed listeners. As sterile packaging compliance becomes increasingly more challenging, it is vital to avoid information gaps that could risk your medical device packaging program. Avoid package failure risks and build your skill set from your colleagues' experience and from insights from sterile device packaging subject matter experts. You're listening to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio, Spot Radio. Hey, hello everyone. It's me again, Charlie Webb, and as usual, on our little podcast, we chat about medical device packaging. Got a question for you. Where are y'all going to be? Yes, I said y'all. On May 10th through the 12th. Well, if you're one of the cool kids, you're going to be in Austin, Texas at the Packout. So what is the Packout, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. The Packout is a conference for healthcare packaging professionals. Now, I brought in some of the founders of this event so we can kind of have a little bit of a roundtable and talk about what we can expect at this event. So I've got them all gathered up here today, so let's get going. I want to find out more about this amazing little show coming up. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Let's have this conversation. Sarah, maybe you can give me a little bit of your background and then we can sort of introduce everybody so we can get some context of who's behind Packout. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you, Charlie. So I'm Sarah Rosenblum. I'm the Senior Director of Sales and Marketing at Packaging Compliance Labs. I have the honor of serving as the PM for the event launch of the Packout and a founding member. And I'm supported by my awesome team. Rod, do you want to introduce yourself next? Yes. Thank you very much, Sarah. Rod Patch with Johnson & Johnson Vision as an organization and as a member of the Packout, I would carry the title of founding expert, helping our agenda teams, as well as our finance and overall organization planning. Jen Goff, I'd like to introduce. Yes, thanks, Rod. Jen Goff, I am a global director of product strategy with Oliver Healthcare Packaging. I am elated to be working with this amazing team for the Packout in our inaugural event. I am taking on the role of leading our agenda committee with Rod and Kylie and others in industry that have volunteered their time to help us get the best agenda possible for our inaugural event. Kylie, you want to go next? Sure. Kylie Jepstrom. I lead commercial development at Plastic Ingenuity. I have the privilege of leading the keynote for the packout and supporting our agenda committee with logistics and some speaker concierge services, if we will. (laughs) Karen, would you like to go next? Thanks, Kylie. Hi, I'm Karen Polkinghorn, Chief Commercial Officer at Network Partners. And as one of the founding sponsors of the packout, I've been leading our sales and marketing efforts. Okay, well, I guess we have everyone here. Well, the first obvious question, whoever wants to take this, tell us what Pack Out really is. Just give us the sort of Reader's Digest version so we understand. I've been a fly in the wall watching this for several months now, and I know a lot of people on LinkedIn have been peeking into this. It's an exciting event. We've already heard a lot of buzz in various corners, but maybe we can just start it and just tell us what it is. Definitely, Charlie. So the Packout is a new healthcare packaging conference created for industry professionals by industry professionals. We really wanted to make an awesomely tailored event for our niche of the industry. And the goal is to create an environment that allows this community to connect with peers, 
expand technical knowledge and energize their careers. So the conference attendees will be a part of an experience that sparks passion, drives curiosity, uh, and really creates a good collaborative environment. Generating this collaborative atmosphere will inspire innovation and really improve patient outcomes and enhance customer experiences. So it's kind of our whole goal of this event and creating it. I'm sure some of my other peers here would love to share sort of our why as well. I can jump in about the why. So what was interesting in the previous few years, we'll say pre-COVID, there were other industry events that were happening, but we all collectively recognized that there was a need for a refresh, if you will, in our industry. We thought our industry, our colleagues, our peers deserved more, and we thought that we could give that to them. There are a lot of innovative things happening within our space, whether it is around process, sustainability, design, usability, a lot of challenges that are happening in our space. And with the Packout, we are hopeful to address many of those things and really engage and inspire our audience to take this information back to their respective organizations and make a difference and just get excited about the work that we get to do every day. Yeah, you know, it looks like from what I see is in sort of the charter is really more of a sort of an industry optic of medical device packaging opposed to the sort of industrial, if there's a difference there. So, you know, we're, I've been at the uh, MDNM trade show West for the last 26 years, and we're gathered up in the uh, medical device packaging pavilion, and people walk by that are associated with a dozen sort of co events that happen under those uh, three or four large convention roofs. And so, you know, I think sometimes the focus, I mean, we're, we seem to be kind of pushed away in a corner at those big events. It's refreshing to see that an event that's focused just for what we do that's driven by those of us that are working in the industry that allow us to uh, really set the agenda opposed to everything sort of sometimes has to dance around the commercial side of these events. And I've been frustrated with that for years. So it's exciting to see that we're actually having those of us that are in the um, industry that are sort of developing the agenda ourselves. Maybe you can tell me, how did this whole thing get started? So Jen alluded to it that we were at an industry event several years ago, all of us, and the previous events had done a nice job kind of paving the path at the time. But as the industry has evolved, so has the needs of the attendees. And part of what the Packout is doing differently is we intend to frame ourselves as a nonprofit. And taking that whole commercial aspect out of it, Charlie, is important to the whole overall mission that because it's for the industry, by the industry, and it is set up to run in similar to a nonprofit, our goal is not to turn revenue here into profit. Our goal is to put on an amazing event where people come and collaborate and take these tools back for some immediate takeaways to their respective companies. And that, we feel, is going to give this event a much different flavor than what previous events had offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karen, if I may, because when we often talk about the PACOW and how it is unique and different and what it's not, we sometimes refer to other events or other gatherings. But as we've been bringing the PACOW to life, together we have often talked about the PACOW as not an event or a gathering or a conference, but really an experience. And I think that's one thing that we would like that to come to life in our conversation is this is not a place to just attend or go see, but it's rather 
a place to have an experience and a space to show your existence, to share your passion about medical device packaging and to both give yourself to this industry and the community and to take from others some key information to as knowledge, education and experience. So that perspective, I think, is important is that the industry is really only half the conversation. It's really a community. And that's the experience and the feeling and the sensation we hope to bring out into this conversation. Yeah, and that's a good point, Rod. You know, when we see the people file past our booths of these uh, trade shows like the MDM, we sort of see the walk of the dead sometimes. <laughs> it's up to us, I think, as uh, planners who are in your position uh, as planners, we do some events for our group. But to be able to do it and to really, it's almost in the responsibility is yours to create an event that really lights the fire. I think many people are sort of guilty of losing a little bit of passion as they go through. Great events reignite, as you said, that passion back into the industry that they have. And I think it's so important. And I love the point of view where you're creating an experience, everything. We talk about UX now in software. What is a software interaction? It's not, does the software net out with expected output? What was the experience of connecting with that device and new product development? We're also talking about the experience walking through that device, even in packaging. I had several conversations on this podcast where is it possible that we can even think in terms of a medical packaging as being a UX and experience? So hearing that kind of language for an event is exciting. So how is the planning going? And I don't know how you guys find time for this stuff. I know you all and you're all very busy people. So how do you make the planning work? I'm anxious to hear about that. Yeah, Charlie, I can jump in there. And I did want to make one really quick point just to add on to Rod and Karen's comments. And, and I will come back to the planning part, which we all probably have a lot to say about. Mm, sure. um, but I will say when we started talking about this event, we interviewed about, I would say, roughly 50 people from different organizations across industry. And what was really interesting and a common theme across them that we're trying to show as opposed to say is that what people love about our industry is they have fun and they love these events when they get to have fun with people that are dealing with some of the same challenges in their respective organizations. And so that experience that Rod talks to has a lot to do with having fun. And that was a, an overwhelming voice of the customer data point that we received when we initially did our research here. But to get back to your question about planning, Sarah has been our trusted leader. So maybe I'll hand it over to Sarah to talk a little bit about how we've gone about planning this amazing event. Yeah, she's the perfect person <laughs> to talk to it. I think there's, um, we should see if she passes the witchcraft drowning test sometimes. I don't, she's into everything, but she does it with such grace and she has so many things stacked on her. I don't know how you do it. Sarah, tell us how it's done. You guys have me blushing. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, when we first started the adventure that is the pack out, we started with this group and we were kind of just called Operation Whiskey at the time. We <laughs> had no official name. We just had a, a lot of passion to create this event for the industry. 
And as far as a, a planning element has gone, we've stuck to to keeping committees. Jen and Kylie and Rod have done an amazing job heading the agenda committee with the support of some different people in the industry as well. I think that's one of the things I'm most excited about is the agenda in general. And then we've also had a, a very strong marketing committee to help get the word out, which has been led by Karen, Cassie Peterson, and Jill Potier with Oliver as well. So it's been a fun I think thing to lead, it's easy to lead a group of people that are so passionate and organized, but we've really, we've really done a good job at dividing and conquering and coming together once a week and being very passion driven. Mm. Something to note when it comes to the planning aspect, this isn't about four, six people doing all of the planning. When we, going back to when we did industry VOC, we received an overwhelming amount of hands being raised of like, what can we do? Like, let's do this. Folks wanting to contribute and jump in. And we saw that with the development of the agenda thus far. I think our marketing committee could say the same in terms of folks expressing interest in making contributions in building awareness and PR. So the planning isn't just about those of us on the podcast today. It's really an industry-driven effort. You know, the I think if you really want to work out, it works out. We talk about this a lot on time management. If everyone has the passion like you describe, and it's like clearly demonstrated through this group, you make it work out and that's terrific. You know, one thing that we have a pretty eclectic group in packaging, although you can drive us all into a niche of medical device packaging, that sounds quite narrow, but as you all know, it's not really. We're on the material side. We're on the machine side in my case. So how do we understand, we're talking about the voice of the customer or who, the voice of the attendees, how do we really know how to develop event issues where we're really going to cover everybody and not sort of leave a segment out of our niche? Because again, we have many channels within medical device packaging. In fact, we are just now touching into the uh, sterile processing department of hospitals. And we realize it's a whole nother part of the industry and where we feel like we're very niche, quite uh, broad, in fact. So how do you get everybody's needs sort of met at these events, democratize every attendee so they all get something out of them when they leave and you do an exit, sort of a survey, they felt like, gosh, this was a great event and it really spoke to me. So Charlie, you hit on something interesting, right? And what I kind of frame the question around too is kind of how do you ensure everyone walks away with a positive experience or valuable experience, let's say that as opposed to positive. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is this year was challenging for us with regard to not knowing the commitments or the response we were going to get. So we have been really clear in our communication, which I highly credit to Karen and her team with communication of what we are going to share, what we expect for the event to be, and really our background of starting small. So our first event was not expected to be some multi-thousand people event because as you can imagine, our respective organizations would not appreciate mm -hmm. the financial backing of that if we don't have the amount of people that need to fill the seats. So we had to start small. And I think that really that VOC we did up front, it was very loud and clear that the three pillars we created for this first inaugural event, design, sustainability, and usability were across the board challenges that people were having and facing that they needed help with. So while there are 
lots of other pieces of this overall puzzle. Those three really hit what we believe the majority of challenges and innovation and opportunities for our audience to be able to walk away and learn something and take that back to apply it. Yeah. You know, also, it seems like because we're talking about a not-for-profit group here, one of the challenges that I would think you would have, I mean, I have a little bit of this on this podcast. It's sponsored by my company. And so I have to be very careful to firewall all of the things that have to do with the commercial side, the the Charlie Webb CEO versus Charlie, the podcaster. So I have to be careful that I just don't turn this into an infomercial, which I've been very good about making sure that I don't do that as I always have an open invitation to competitors to come on my show. So I want to make sure that I firewall that. Is there challenges where we're trying to keep the commercial mind, the commercial you out of this at the same time to have that more grassroots sort of approach to this uh, program? Has that been a challenge at all? And how do you deal with that? I would say it hasn't been so much a challenge because we all came into this with the mindset that we absolutely are representing ourselves as individuals, but we are supported by our companies that are all founding sponsors of the Packout. And the ability to utilize the voice of the customer that said, these are the type of topics that are of interest, are timely, really helped focus the overall agenda strategy. And that's what's driving it. We do, like any business, right? We, we are basically a startup and it did take the support of our diamond sponsors to come alongside us and believe in the concept and what we were trying to do for the industry to get that financial backing. So there is like in anything, right? There has to be some kind of a financial backing to this. So it's the founding sponsors combined with our diamond sponsorships that have kind of gotten this off the ground. We're really excited though with where we are right now in the process and that we've sold out three quarters of our tickets and we still have two and a half months to go. Mm. So it's been exciting. People are buying into the agenda of the concept. And even before the full agenda was out, we already had a lot of ticket sales. So that's really the validation that what we're doing and how we're doing it is resonating. Combined with when we look through the attendee list of who's attending, the healthcare packaging leaders are coming back to this type of an event. And that's really exciting. It seemed in the past they had drifted away from the annual events. And like Rod said, because it's an experience, I think they want to come and, and kind of experience it for themselves. So that's, for me, that's one of the most exciting things to see happen. Yeah, that's heartening to hear. You know, I, not too long ago, I had an event person on this show that puts together trade shows for the general industry. And this was actually sort of mid-COVID event. And they're talking about, you know, what is the future of these events? You know, humans traveling to a place under a roof. Are we at a paradigm here? Since then, you know, we've been to the MDNM. The tennis was quite good. And this was still very much sort of captured by the COVID event. And so we were surprised to see so many people came. And we had a lot of people that weren't showing up in terms of exhibitors. Their concern was, you know, if we're going to go to the show, it obviously has to have a financial takeaway. It's a business, right? So as we move into events again, and we start to warm up to, you know, this human contact again, there's been no, you know, it seems like the pushback is going away. So I'm happy to see that. But when we're competing against so many events, and it's difficult, some of our companies won't sponsor trips anymore. We've seen this a couple of times where we started working with the VA hospital and we just frankly just aren't allowed at that hospital call point anymore. And we see that often. So how do you differentiate yourself from all of the other events and how can you really tell the story that, hey, this is the event that really you should make? 
obviously those are the sort of things that the managers want to know before they buy tickets. They, they want to know is what is the takeaway for employees? A lot of times people who attend these events aren't part of the corporate core. They're there together and glean data. So has that been a challenge? And how do you really sort of tell the story that you're different? I see it a little bit on your website. And I like the story that is the grassroots part. People in industry for industry, I think is a very important story that you're telling. Is that basically the theme that's what pulling in people to this event? Yeah, so that was actually one of the main feedback items that we received when we started the pack out and we took voice of customer was that people needed to show to their management why they can attend these types of events. And they also wanted tailored solutions and tailored agenda content that was specific to where they were at in their career. And so we really made that a point within the pack out to not only kind of have deliverables that you can show to your management to justify your attendance, but also core learnings that you're going to walk away with and bring back to your team as a benefit of attending the event. And then we also created curated tracks that are tailored to different levels of your career. That way, we have content that fits your more newer engineer as well as your very seasoned one. So that was Mm. directly from consumer feedback that we took. That's fantastic. I might add, if I could, with Sarah's comments, which I fully agree with, getting to the core of the question, I might say there's also some implied credibility in the team here that came together. And I think the industry has some appreciation and would give this team some credibility on knowing medical device packaging. Mm-hmm. We are part of the industry. We know this industry and our collective knowledge and experience is something that has been able to be leveraged to bring to the public space an event and an agenda and a list of topics and a framework and structure that we would want to see if we were attending an experience. And we feel others have also voiced very similar comments that they would want to see. So I think Mm -hmm. there's an element of credibility associated with why people see this as a positive thing, why people are willing to vote with their pocketbooks and book the tickets and make the commitments and come to the event. All of that's coming together based not only on what we've been able to accomplish, but how we've been able to accomplish it and who the people who are behind this have from a knowledge and experience standpoint. Yeah, that's a good point, Rod. I mean, as I look at my screen right now, I'm seeing the who's who in medical device packaging, having that horsepower and credibility behind it. I think other peers understand who's upstream of it, and that's an important part. I see that innovation is going to be explored through this event, and innovation's huge right now. We're at a very sort of pivot point right now, at least in the part of the industry where I reside. So things are happening now. Everyone is back at the drawing board. We see a lot of problems, and I see your pillars there are all being addressed. We're also involved in in sort of an internal user survey. So what does the innovation part look like for this event? How is that going to be sort of proctored and developed? Are these, do you have a special sort of line of events that is going to happen for innovation? Is that an actual cornerstone of this event? So Charlie, just jumping back a little bit to the last question and a little bit on innovation, then I'm going to turn it over to the agenda team here. The other part of the credibility here are the quality of the speakers. The agenda team here worked very hard to get 
high quality speakers that have been vetted. They are true subject matter experts in their area. And to Rod's comment, because this founding sponsorship team is part of the industry, we know who the speakers are and could attract them to come to the event. And the planning and preparation that goes into doing quality presentations is certainly part of our business model here, Mm -hmm. where the speakers will be supported and have access to do preparation and to get some feedback on their presentation so that we put on the best event possible. And on the innovation, we of course have a a very well-known keynote speaker, and I'm going to let Kylie talk about that. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, just a note on that first, Charlie, you know, something that we were focused on was around the innovation topic was not just how can this experience enable innovation, you know, by breaking down silos and, and creating networks in a community that maybe thrives on, you know, competition and in a bipartisan manner, if you will. But also, how can we sustain innovation? So when we think of innovation in the context of regulated environment, it seems very daunting and nearly impossible. But I think we've all realized over the past couple of years of a pandemic, or I think it's no longer a pandemic, not just how important innovation is, but I lost my train of thought. So hopefully you cut that. (laughs) I love it, Kylie. I think, you know, when you talk about innovation, I also feel like there's the agenda topics, right, where we could be talking about innovation, but there's also the experience. So I think that just like what Kylie was saying, you know, how do you create an innovative experience that allows for that competition and networking? I also think, you know, if you look at our agenda, just not necessarily from the topics and speakers, but just the flow of the agenda where we start really big one day, everyone in one room. Second day, we break it out to choose your own adventure and choosing the topics that resonate most with you and the challenges you're facing. Mm -hmm. And then day three, hands-on immersive experience. I mean, to me, and I would say for most of the agenda team or all of the agenda team, that to me screams innovation, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to be able to take away actionable items that are going to help innovate within our industry. And then, of course, within the agenda itself, I mean, there's innovation and sustainability that we're talking about. There's innovation and usability that we're talking about. And Mm -hmm. there's innovation and design. So I think that innovation is really just, to me, it's table stakes at this point. It is a must-have across the entire event, whether it be the agenda, the experience, the people you meet. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you made a very good point. Innovation doesn't always come in a device or a part. Innovation can be a thought innovation. And those that's the sort of crop that can be gleaned from a program like this. I mean, a lot of time when I go to a trade show, I don't expect to come back with a hard device. These are new ideas. I think one of the problem is sort of this creative drought a lot of times that are centered around a lot of conventional trade shows where literally I've missed a particular trade show, never the MDM. I've been going to that one every year for 26 years. I'm old. But the on some that I've missed and I came back three or four years later and literally I missed nothing. So I think, you know, that amount of a dynamic event where we're really talking about exciting new things. Sometimes I think these commercial events kind of push away a little bit to get too avant-garde with thoughts. And again, you know, I think the idea piece of that is really important. One thing I wanted to talk about is kind of the less talked about part of these events, and that's the human connection. I'm not going to use the term networking because that's really not where I'm going with this. But at the end of the day, maybe that's what it's all about. When I go to events, I mean, on these, for instance, again, back to the MDM. You know, DuPont, companies like that will have their gathering at the hotel and people show up and 
have a drink together and some pretzels, you know, and not to poo-poo those things. They're actually very valuable. I think a lot of the events really don't have the connection with peers to where they can really get together. I mean, let's face it, at the end of the day, this event that we're talking about right now is a group of peers that got together with an idea. They're valuable, but because they may not be part of the sort of official agenda, they're less talk about. Do you have kind of a program built around making humanoids connect with each other as they pass through the hallways? Do you have a all get together? Is that built into your plan, your curriculum for this event? So I can speak a little bit to the fun piece, and then I'd love to hand it over to some of my peers regarding some of the more formal events we have planned. But one of the things that this group values most is having fun. We want to network in the traditional sense, but we want to do that in a way that's that's very fun-oriented. So some of the things that we uh, incorporated in is there's actually a, an optional exercise every morning that if you want to have a different opportunity to interact with your peers in an active way, we have that scheduled for every morning. Mm. And then we also just have different happy hour events and, and things of that sort to you know have that more organic connection with people as well. We have a pretty cool section dedicated to sort of celebrating the industry and recognizing in the industry. And I'd love to hand it over to Rod to kind of tell a little bit more about that. Thank you, Sarah. You know, I think it goes without saying that this agenda is packed with activities and a lot of variation. And so our attendees are not at all going to be bored about what to do or thinking about how they could interact. There are plenty of opportunities built into this agenda for just that to occur. Mm. And one thing extremely adamant that we build into this program is an element of recognition. And that's something that, and I know we use this word probably too much, but it's very appropriate here, very passionate that we have an element of recognition for the medical device packaging engineer. It's not often or even very frequent that a packaging engineer has the opportunity to be recognized for their merits and their good deeds Mm. and something that we would really want to be part of this program. And it is part of this program. And we have built that into our agenda. And with that, we also have an opportunity to celebrate, to celebrate the science and engineering of packaging. And that's something that comes together on the first night of the event where we keep the attendance together. And we have planned an opportunity for the attendance to be part of a celebration conversation. And so I'm not going to give away more details than that. Mm. There is absolutely a recognition and a celebration component built into this program. That's awesome. Yeah. The other thing, Charlie, that's built in the program is this kind of sense of inclusion. It's a tight industry, which is wonderful when you're kind of in the inner circle. But for people who are new to the industry or people who are entry level career, these type of events can be a little bit intimidating because everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we want to do is make sure that we have, I'll call it ambassadors there, that will take people around and introduce them to their contacts and really kind of share their network of people and experiences to to make sure that people do feel welcome. And to Rod's point, the event, the first night is everybody. Sometimes things kind of splinter off and different groups go different ways. And so by keeping everyone together for a celebration event, we feel that that's also going to be part of the experience and just making sure that everyone has a good time. The venue itself, a little bit tied back to innovation, but even the venue itself, it's very fresh, it's memorable, and it's part of the experience that we want everyone to enjoy and come and really remember when they came to Austin, Texas for the first ever event for the pack out. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I was recently at a little mixer at the MDNM over at the Marriott for the last MDNM. And there was a group of us that we all knew each other. And so we're some of these people I've known for 25 years. And you could see orbiting around us was a group of young medical device packaging engineers. And they heard about the event and they wanted to be there. Some of them began to talk to each other. But you could see, in fact, I grabbed a few of them, brought them into the conversation, introduced everyone. So I think it's so important to have somebody that works as a sort of captain stooping of works the room and helps everybody get to know everybody. Because without that, I think the event's kind of dry and that's actually something that's quite important. Well, any other sort of things we need to know about this? I think, unfortunately for me, as I mentioned early on, I'll be in the middle of a ISO audit that week. And unfortunately, I won't be able to attend this meeting. If there was any way to get out of and if there's any sort of pro tip here is never try to reschedule your surveillance audit. They're not happy about it. So I'm stuck here with an auditor and I'm looking forward to the next event. So I guess on this first one, you're going to have to do a little bit of post-mortem afterwards to see how it all worked out, see what went right and, and what went wrong. And that's how we build better events. Do you have sort of a way to survey attendees to make sure that you're on track? How are you gathering that datum to make sure that everybody's voice is understood so you can mix even a better event for the following year? Yes, absolutely. We're going to capture data from the attendees, want to hear what went well, and also want to hear where the improvements can be for the future events, because we absolutely plan that this is an annual event and this will set the bar. And then every year after that, we just want to keep getting better and better and better. Sounds and so- just another note, Charlie. Yeah. Unfortunately, we will not have you at the event, but uh, we get to trade you out for your brother, uh, Nick <laughs> Webb. That's right. And he is our keynote speaker. And Kylie, do you want to talk a little bit about, I know you, you've met Nick now and you've kind of gotten it all teed up and we're really excited to have him. Sure, sure. Circling back, Charlie, on the innovation topic, our keynote speaker, being someone you know very well, Nick Webb, he's really going to set the stage and set the tone for the event. And what you'll notice is a, a common theme throughout the agenda, pillars and topics the spirit of his of his talk is innovation, but really uh, the impact innovation has on the medical packaging industry. When we talk about innovation, not just maybe what we typically think of innovation, innovative design and processes, but even customer experiences and how you sustain innovation. We're super excited. We feel very privileged to have the opportunity to have Nick as part of our inaugural event. And it's going to be quite an experience for our industry and not quite the It's going to be a high caliber keynote speaker for our inaugural event. Mm -hmm. And it'll be right on the the back end, I believe, of one of Nick's latest books. And he's going to be providing copies, electronic copies to all in attendance and really providing some value add to our speakers with some speaker training and engaging with the audience. So we're really looking forward to it. And just to kind of circle back on that innovation topic, it will be a common theme throughout the agenda, starting with um, our keynote. Well, that's awesome. Well, obviously, I can't say too much about Nick because it sounds self-serving. He's my identical twin brother. So if I say, gosh, you got an amazingly bright guy there, the implication is so am I. So I got to be careful there. But he's got, gosh, so many patents out there. He's been an innovator for years. 
He's really an interesting guy. I think you're going to get uh, a great deal out of his visit. So it's exciting to hear he's going to be there. So he'll be my proxy, but I'm going to be there for the next one. Well, any uh, closing thoughts and uh, words on your event before I let you go here? I'm going to, after we get off here, I'm going to um, give everybody all the information where they can uh, sign up and uh, all of that sort of bits and pieces. So before I let you go, is there any closing thoughts you want to share with our audience today? I'll just say, first of all, thanks for having us on, Charlie. I think this is an excellent platform. I've listened to many of your podcasts. They're entertaining, they're relevant, they're exciting. So thanks for having us on. I would say to your audience, you don't want to miss it. That's all I'll say. You won't want to miss it. We would be amiss if we didn't give you our parting tagline that the pack out is for the industry, by the industry. And this is an event that you will want to experience. Amazing, guys. Anyone else want to chime in before I let you go? I will give our shameless plug to please visit www.thepackout.com. You can register there. You can see the agenda there. That's the main place to get every information on it. Tickets are flying off the shelf, so we, we urge everybody to register as soon as possible. Follow The Packout on LinkedIn, and we hope to see you in Austin. Such a cool event. Thank you guys all for hanging out with me and tell me about this. Like I said, I've been a fly in the wall watching this thing over the last, well, since you began it, many months now. And once I found out I wasn't going to be able to attend, it was a sad day indeed. So I wish you all well. And thank you so much for chatting about this and look forward to talking to you guys individually on another podcast coming up. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, this has been such a great discussion. I can't tell you how excited I am about this show, The Packout. So cool. Unfortunately, as I say, I'm going to be stuck in an ISO audit. Boo-hoo for me. I hope my identical twin brother, Nick, will serve as my proxy. But again, guys, thank you so much for putting this together. I know it's a lot of work outside your regular duties that you have with your own companies. So it's so great that you would uh, take the time to make this happen for all of us to enjoy. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today. So you better register pretty quickly for The Packout Seats are filling quickly, and it's an industry show that you definitely don't want to miss. If you're a packaging professional, this is the place to be. To find out more about this, you just simply go to the website, The Packout. There you can register for the show and find out more information about it. Well, medical device manufacturers and medical device packaging professionals, as always, thank you for hanging out with me so we can talk about medical device packaging. This is Charlie Webb, and look forward to having you back on the next episode. This podcast is made possible by Vanderstahl Scientific. Executive producer, Lisa Wasper. Director of Media Service, Hector Garcia. Audio engineering and editing by Joel and our friends at East Coast Studios. And this is Jonathan Lockwood saying thanks for your support, medical device manufacturers. See you next time on Spot Radio. Spot Radio.